Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Swears and Does Hair podcast. I'm Sue, your host, and today's episode is talking about styled shoots. Now, it's the beginning of the year, so it is the time when a lot of people are not as busy doing weddings. We may have a few months off from being busy doing what other people want us to do creatively, and um, a lot of people use this time of year, this kind of lull, this downtime, to focus on rebuilding or reworking their portfolio, getting out there, getting inspired, Um, using this as a time to be creative and to do the kind of work that we want to do rather than always what everybody else is asking for. So if you are not as busy doing weddings and you feel like you're lacking a little bit of content for social media, or you just want to kind of brush up your portfolio, this is usually a pretty good time of year to do so. So you'll see a lot of people starting to schedule styled shoots. Now, from a hair and a makeup standpoint, a lot of people have different feelings when it comes to styled shoots. Some people are absolutely against them. They have had really bad experiences in the past. They say they don't work for them, um, and they're just really against it. Other people will be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, whatever, but I'm not doing it for free. My time is worth X amount and um, I don't come out and I don't do anything for free. If you want me to work on your project, then you need to pay me. And then there's the kind of people who I would say are more like myself who are like, no, styled shoots can be a fantastic opportunity if you know how to do them properly. So since that is my standpoint, that is what I want to talk to you about today how do we actually make sure that they are worth our time? Does that mean we automatically just charge for them? Um, Does that mean that there's a whole lot of more work that goes into it? What does it really mean? So for me, I think you can absolutely still participate in styled shoots without getting monetary compensation if you are taking the right actions and the right steps to make sure that what you are getting actually benefits and grows your business. So how can we do that? What does that mean? Does that just mean getting professional photos from the photographer? More often than not, that's not really what our end goal is. Some people will be like, oh, well, you know, I get the photos back and they don't really have any photos of the hair. Okay, well, then I'll ask you this. Are you staying for the entire time or are you doing your thing and you're bouncing? Because if you're not there to watch the photographer and see if they take any photos that you can use, well, then that's on you. 
you are saying it's not worth my time to hang around. So yeah, of course it's not going to be worth your time. You're not going to get anything in return out of it unless you're sitting there and making sure that you're actually working towards getting something back from it. And that means, you know, not only having a thorough conversation with the photographer beforehand saying, hey, I'm more than happy to work on this shoot. However, I want to make sure that these photos are going to benefit my portfolio and show them this is the intended hairstyle. This is the type of photos that I think will show it off. Can we make sure to get those? Making sure that you have clear communication with everybody that's working with you is going to go miles and miles more for building your business and making sure that it's worth it to you than just saying my time is worth X amount of dollars. So if you're hanging around and you're watching and the photographer and you've had this conversation and they're not taking the photos, it's okay to kind of tap them on the shoulder or say to them, hey, this is a really beautiful way that you've, you've framed up this shot but can we make sure that we use this to get some photos of the hair? Usually they're just kind of getting into the groove and they're just going in they're shooting and they're not necessarily looking at the details of a head. That's not necessarily somebody's, you know, immediate thought, oh, let me go ahead and make sure that I photograph this hair or make sure that I photograph this makeup. They're looking at a little bit more big picture and then the specific details that are provided like shoes and jewelry and all those kinds of things. Yes, they'll do those detail shots because that's what you see in blogs. That's what you see on Pinterest and things like that. Not so much of like hair or not so much of here's a close-up of the face that really shows off the makeup. Those aren't the type of photos that they're used to taking on a regular basis. So they need a little bit of guidance sometimes. They need you to kind of step in sometimes and be like, hey, you know, can we make sure that we're, we're photographing my work equally as well? And I think that if you're working and you have a good relationship with that photographer and you've done the work to, to have those conversations prior to the photo shoot, they're not going to be like, who this bitch telling me what to do and how to do my job. You've already had a conversation with them saying, I am you know, looking for these types of photos. And if you go to them and you have some examples of what you're looking for saying, hey, I really like how this posing shows this off. I really like how this frames things up. Then they'll know, oh, okay, that's what they're looking for. And a good photographer is gonna make sure that everybody who is included in the styled shoot gets their work equally represented in the photos because that's the entire point of a, of a styled shoot that's not a paid shoot, that everybody is contributing their time and their effort for free in order to get photos to market their business. Okay. So that's, that's literally their entire job is to get photos for everybody who participates to be able to market their business. So, you know, you have to get comfortable with having these type of conversations and then stepping in and saying, Hey, can we make sure that we get this? You know, I will stand right near the photographer, not too close, but I will stand right near the photographer and kind of take little peeks over their shoulder to see what they're capturing in the camera, you know, and it's not a, 
it's not an arrogance kind of thing where I'm stepping in and, and telling them what to do or, or whatnot. You know, it, it'll be, you know, I'm just kind of keeping an eye and make sure, oh, okay, I really like how, how that's, that, that's posed or whatever. Let me see if they capture a photo of the hair. You know, seeing how they're framing it up when they pull the camera back and they take a look, I kind of take a little peek from the side or over their shoulder or whatnot. Um, I make sure that I'm not getting in their way, but every once in a while I'll step in and say, oh, that's, that's really beautiful. Can I see how that's coming out? Can I get a, can I, can I get a, a quick peek? Uh, and they're usually like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll turn the camera and they'll show me. Okay. Be comfortable with doing that. You're there working uh, to get something to, to grow your business. As long as you're nice and you're professional about it and you're not a dick, like the photographer is going to show you the photos unless they're a dick. And in which case they should not be doing styled shoots. If they're going to have that level of arrogance of not making sure that the vendors are, are getting fairly compensated with images of their work, then they, they have no right to be doing a styled shoot. Okay. At that point you just say, okay, you know, I'm never going to work with this photographer again, unless they pay me. That's when you kind of make that determination on whether or not a styled shoot is worth getting images or whether it's like, no, I just need to be paid. I'll do work with that person or with that group of people. Um, but it, I'm, I'm not going to do it for free because I don't get fairly compensated. The other thing that you can do is when the photographer is taking a second to look over the back of their camera and adjust things or whatnot, you can ask them, hey, um, do you mind if I step in real quick while you have a, a, a second um, and, and take a quick photo with my phone? There is absolutely nothing wrong with using a styled shoot as an opportunity to get social media content that is not professional photos. While you're working, there's so many different things that you can do to get a whole bunch of social media content. You can uh, set up your phone and record time lapses. You can take before and after. You can film reels, you know, different transitions of the before and the after. On a styled shoot, it's much more relaxed and the timing is much more um, lenient and more laid out in order to get this type of content. That's the entire purpose of the shoot is to get content. Okay. So if you're finding yourself that you're not able to get these type of things on a wedding day, styled shoots could be a great opportunity for you to just say, you know what, I'm going to take my phone and I'm going to get a ton of social media content that I can continue to use throughout the year. And then I'm going to stick around and make Make sure that the photographer gets a handful of photos that I can use as well. And then there you go. That's way, way more than enough fair compensation for your time. It's for a few hours. Okay. You can sacrifice a few hours for a ton of great social media content that can down the road, bring you a lot of business and can bring you the right type of brides. Because if you're making sure that you're check or you're selecting styled shoots that only meet the criteria of something that you want in your portfolio, you don't have to worry. You don't have to take every styled shoot that comes up. If they say, this is what we want for the hair, and that's not something you want in your portfolio, decline. Politely decline or say, hey, that's actually not something that's going to benefit my portfolio. I get people all the time that ask me, 
you know, we just want the hair all down in loose waves. And I tell them flat out, thank you for thinking of me, but that's not something that I'm going to put in my portfolio. That's not something that shows off my skill set. Um, and it's not something that my brides ask for. Uh, so unless I have more control and I can choose a different hairstyle that benefits my portfolio, I'm going to have to pass on this shoe. And most of the time they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, well, that's just what we, you know, what we were thinking, but we'll leave it up to you. You're the professional. And then we can work together and I can say, okay, this is the dress. This is the model. This is a hairstyle that I think will meet you know, the, um, the creative side of what you're going for in your shoot that also benefits my portfolio. What do you think of this? 99% of the shoots, that's how I go about it. They don't show me what they want. They give me an inspiration of what the overall mood board is. And then I say, okay, I'm the professional here to create something to add to this team. I'm not a robot recreating things that you found on Pinterest. You know, they have to be able to respect you as the professional in your industry, okay? They're not going to walk up to the florist and say, recreate this bouquet, exactly. The florist is going to be like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, we can use some of those flowers, but I'm not going to recreate it exactly. Hair and makeup should be the exact same thing. Everybody should have equal input on their specific lane. So if it's a look that you don't want to do, either have a conversation about changing it to a look that you do want to do that still meets the overall aesthetic of the shoe or walk away, decline and say, thank you. Um, not at this time, please feel free to reach out if you have any additional, um, styled shoots that would work for my portfolio. Here's what my criteria are. And just let people know because otherwise they're never going to think of you again. They're never going to know what will, and they don't want to continue to waste their time asking you and having you turn them down all the time. So opening up the communication, that's where styled shoots really become successful. That's where styled shoots are really beneficial. But a lot of people don't want to take the time to have that level of communication. They don't want to put in the work. They just want to show up do the hair or do the makeup or do both and get pretty pictures back. And that's not, that, that's why styled shoots aren't working for you. If that's the way that you're approaching styled shoots, either just let me show up, do my thing and leave or pay me. That's why they're not working for you. They require a certain level of communication and diligence. Okay. With making sure that you are getting your stuff back. Now I've had conversations with people and they've said, okay, well, you know, I've done a styled shoot and it takes forever to get the photos back. Okay. Well, you know what? That's how styled shoots go. They are not a priority. They are for free. Everybody put their time in for free. The photographer's not being paid for those photos. They're under no contracts and no deadlines. They're going to get them done when they get them done. That's why I don't rely on styled shoots to build my portfolio. And I don't rely on the finished photos from the photographer to build my portfolio. When I do a styled shoot, I make sure I'm getting as much content as possible on my phone. I am walking away. When I get in my car and I drive away, when I am done with that styled shoot, I make sure that I am already guaranteed it was worth my time before anybody else has to give me anything. 
So I put in all the work beforehand, making sure that the model is somebody that I'll actually uh, want in my portfolio, that it's something that um, is going to benefit me, okay? Nothing against blonde white girls, but I don't need any more of them in my portfolio. They show me the model and it's another blonde haired, blue eyed white girl. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for thinking of me. However, I'm not available this date. You know, I want more diversity. Okay. I, 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 that's, that's my needs at this point. I want more diversity. Okay. Um, so I'm making sure that it's a model that's going to fit my portfolio needs. All right. It's a look that's going to be what my dream brides would actually ask me for. I don't like when people sit down in my chair at a trial and they show me pictures from Pinterest. That tells me that my marketing is not very well in line with who I'm attracting. Okay. That's always a big red flag for me that something is off currently in my marketing. People aren't asking for photos of my work. I want somebody to sit down and show me photos from my own Instagram. I did a styled shoot last spring and probably 50% of the brides who have sat down and done a trial with me have shown me that specific photo. They're like, I love this. And you know what? It wasn't even the photographer's picture. It was the one that I took with my cell phone. She was looking at something in the back of her camera and I told the, the model, I was like, well, hold on, hold on, hold still for just a second. I stepped in, I snapped a bunch of pictures, I edited it, I posted it on my Instagram and it blew up. That's what people show me. And that shows me that now things are working for me really, really well. So that's my goal is I want to be able to have more opportunities to to put out photos just like that. So people love that. They love my work. And that's what they show me when they, they sit down with me. They already say, I love what you've done. So um, I want to make sure that it's a look that's going to, to fit into my portfolio, a model that's going to fit into my portfolio. I ask to see who the photographer is. Not always is it a photographer that reaches out to me. In Northern Virginia, there's a ton of wedding planners, and they're usually putting together these styled shoots, and they're pulling all the vendors in. So I'll ask, can I have a, a list of the vendors? I will turn down jobs. If there are photographers, one that I've worked with in the past, who I have not had great interactions with, that do not edit their photos that will fit into my feed. Pretty photos that don't work for my feed don't help my business. I might as well still go and take photos with my cell phone and then edit them to, to fit in with my feed. And sometimes I will do that. If it's a beautiful model, it's a look that I have full creative control over. I love the dress. It's a venue I want to work at. The florist is one of my friends that, you know, does amazing work. All of these little details, everything is, everything else is great, but the photographer is maybe like a dark and moody kind of photographer. That doesn't really fit in my feed. That's not the type of photography that my dream brides book. I'm, my clients are more of like a true color or a light and airy. So, um, I'll still do the shoot if everything else lines up. Cause I all say to myself, okay, I'm not waiting on photos. I'm going to go in, I'm going to get a bunch of behind the scenes content. I'm going to be really active on stories that day, posting behind the scenes, sneak peeks, things like that, tagging all the vendors. I'm going to take a bunch of photos of the vendors while they're working, 
send that to them or post photos and tag them. So that's going to get me reposted probably onto their stories, which then puts my business in front of all of their followers and increases my exposure online. Okay. These are other types of compensation for our time that aren't monetary. All right. Don't just sit around and wait for vendors to refer you. Okay. I think a lot of people are like, well, nobody ever, I never got any bookings from that. Well, how are you tracking that? What are you doing to encourage bookings? Are you working with anybody and everybody? Or are you working with teams whose audience lines up with your dream brides? Because chances are, if their audience lines up, they've got some dream brides of yours just waiting to find you. And then you do all this other additional work with marketing, the behind the scenes and the tagging and taking your own photos and the networking and conversations, getting reposted and visible online. You're getting in front of those dream brides. Those dream brides aren't necessarily going to say, hey, I saw you did a shoot with XYZ vendor. They're just going to say, hey, I found you on Instagram. And then also there are a lot of people who don't ever even ask how a bride found them. They don't ever even track that. Or they don't have that, they don't further that conversation. Say, oh, you found me on Instagram. Did you find me in um, on somebody else's feed? Or did you find me from hashtags or searching? Was I tagged at a venue? How did you find me on Instagram? That will tell you way more than just asking, well, how did you find me? And they say, Instagram. There's a million ways people can find you on Instagram, either being reshared to somebody's story, being tagged at a venue, being tagged um, on a photo or in the comments, or uh, the shoot was eventually shared by a big wedding blog and they tagged all the vendors and they found you that way. There's so many different ways that you can be found through Instagram. And so you have to know, okay, well, if I'm going to participate in this shoot, how can I get my work in as many of these places as possible so I can increase the potential to be discovered as a result of participating in this shoot? So really what it breaks down to is when you're doing styled shoots, don't be lazy about it. You have to be incredibly proactive if you want it to work for you. Now, you're more than welcome to just sit back and say, no, if you want me to come do hair and makeup, you have to pay me. And that's totally fine. But at the end of the day, is that really what's growing your business? Money is nice. That pays your bills, but that doesn't necessarily grow your business. So if you're interested in learning more about my methods and exactly how um, to do all of these things, how to have these conversations, how to choose vendors, how to follow up, how to make sure that you're getting tons of content and posting that in a way that helps to grow your business and increase your uh, exposure and visibility online. I do have a mini course um, dedicated specifically to styled shoots, and it is exclusive to my next level bridal business course. So if you are somebody who is looking to really uh, amp things up in 2022 and grow their business, grow their exposure, next level bridal business may be something that's the right fit for you. And then you'll have access 
to the styled shoots mini course where you'll get all of my strategies for making sure that this is a really powerful way that you can put in some free time to really grow your business because styled shoots is how I have grown so much of my business. Um, it is where I focus the majority of my relationship marketing in person. There's two different ways that you can focus. There's online and there's in-person. I don't go to networking events. I don't have conversations in Facebook groups. I don't do Tuesdays together or Rising Tide Society, any of those kinds of things. I really focus my effort in in-person uh, connections and relationship building through styled shoots because I am making sure that I am getting a return on my investment of time in multiple, multiple ways. Lots of content, lots of relationships, lots of visibility. Okay. So uh, if you're interested, you can visit my Instagram, click the link in my bio, and you can get more information about Next Level Bridal Business. I have a free um, online masterclass that you can watch as well that breaks it down and tells you a lot more about what's um, inside the program, my methods for how I coach, and some feedback from other students on how they've used all of these techniques that I've taught them to really grow and expand their business in the last two years. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, my Instagram is at Beauty Biz Collective. That's Beauty B-I-Z Collective. And the direct link will be in today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.